everyone. I just wanted to let you know that my book is available on Amazon behind the pink ribbon. You can pick it up digitally or in the print format. Thank you so much to all of you that have already purchased the book and those that have provided the feedback for it. On this episode, I had the opportunity to sit down and talk with Desiree Harge. She's the VP of development for Don't Be a Chump, Check for a Lump. We talked about the founder of the organization, Holly Rose, why she founded the organization, the different supports and services that are provided. And then we also talked about the different fundraising events that they have going on this month. I think you'll enjoy it. Welcome to Behind the Pink Ribbon, where we share stories, information, and other content related to breast cancer. My name is Melissa Adams. I am a 12-year genetic breast cancer survivor. I've learned so much through my own journey with breast cancer. I have met some amazing people along the way, many that have become lifelong friends. I have experienced the emotional roller coaster of a breast cancer diagnosis, heartache, anger, frustration, loneliness, and even gratitude. Through this podcast, we will speak to breast cancer survivors, supporters, and healthcare professionals to gain insight and understanding behind the pink ribbon. I'm here today with Desiree Hart. She is the VP of Development for a local Arizona organization called Don't Be a Chump, Check for a Lump. So we have you live in the studio. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me here, having us on your your podcast. We are very excited to be here. Absolutely. So I want to talk a little bit about the organization. Um, I want to first start with how it was founded, why it was founded, when it was founded. So um, some of those t- details. So I know that you're not the founder. Um, right. Holly Rose is the founder. Absolutely. So I'd love to hear a little bit about her story um, Absolutely. with breast cancer. So Holly went through breast cancer at the tender age of 39. Um, she found it from a post that was on Facebook called Fill Your Boobies. And she had yet to have a mammogram. So she goes and she does her self-exam. And sure enough, there was a lump. Uh, she went through an entire year uh, of extensive, extensive chemotherapy treatment, medicines, the process to heal her body again uh, from the devastating disease of breast cancer. And after that, and I should I should actually go back through that process. She researched, she learned more about breast health, breast cancer, why she may have been diagnosed with it, um, and just more of the preventative side of what she could have um, perhaps done to lower her risk of breast cancer. And so after that, she made a vow to herself that she would not want to have anybody go through what she went through. So she started, don't be a chump, check for a lump. And that was so, back in 2009. And at 39, she wasn't at the age Correct. that she would be going for a mammogram. Exactly. And so it was just kind of by chance that she found something and was like, ah, maybe I should do a self-breast exam. Exactly. And it was that post on Facebook, the Fill Your Booby post, that yeah. prompted her to do the self-exam. And then she found, you know, something suspicious. She felt something, I should say, suspicious. And then she went in, and sure enough, yeah. it was stage three breast cancer. And that is, I mean, that truly is kind of crazy to just see a post on Facebook, not really thinking about it, not having been doing self-breast exams, and then all of a sudden... Just like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give that a shot, um, and absolutely find something. Absolutely, it it speaks to the imperativeness of education um, and prevention, right. and women 
having a sound understanding of breast health. Um, and so for self-exams, it's very important because 70% of breast cancer is found through self-exams. It prompts one to, of course, check their breasts. And then if something suspicious, you know, within the map in which they've created in their head is, you know, an outlier, if you will, then they go and they have a screening and knock on what it's not. It's benign, but most times it's not unfortunate and it is a tumor and you have to go through the process. And hopefully, um it's at a at a young stage at a lower stage as opposed to a three or four right. which is more critical and the percentages of you know of surviving of course decreases unfortunately right. and the the craziest thing for me I think is just through hearing so many different stories um with recording the podcast so many people find theirs that way where it's their first time doing something. So it's a first time for a self breast exam and then they find something or it's their first mammogram and they find a lump. It's just, it's really just kind of crazy to me that for so many, it's their first yes, and sometimes their last mammogram yes. Yes. Um, that happens and yes. they have a diagnosis. So. Yes. Yes, ab- yeah. absolutely. I can tell you a little bit about myself. At the age of 27, I did a self-exam. And long story short, went to my doctor immediately, like the day after. Uh, it took 72 hours. I went to you know the, the specialist that he recommended me to go to, um, and it was benign. But within yeah. that 72 hours, I was, I was, I, I, I had thought my life was over. I'm like, mm-hmm. there's a lump. I, it, it, it most likely is breast cancer. Breast cancer does not run in my family. Um, however, I thought the worst of it, and thank right. God it was benign. But to be yeah. handicapped for that extended amount of time, I mean, I'm talking about like emotionally, psychologically, oh, yeah. physically. I didn't want to do anything until oh, I got awful. the word back. It's, yeah. It was horrible. Yes. It was horrible. And at the time, I didn't have insurance. So oh, wow. I was lucky enough to have uh, financial means to pay for the 26 out-of-pocket costs in total that it was to ensure that, oh, okay, it is benign, or if it wasn't, that I can proceed forward. And I think about the women that don't have that, that Mm -hmm. opportunity to, uh, A, have, you know, immediate contact to their OBGYN, um, and then also to have those resources available to where that they can go if something is found um, and receive the, the proper care, you know, needed. It, and it's not only the physical aspect, it's also mm-hmm. the mental aspect. Oh, absolutely. That emotional. greatly mm-hmm. imperative, the emotional, absolutely. Abs- yeah, for sure, for sure. So um, there were a couple of things that you talked about, and I think we'll touch on those a little bit later as we talk about what services and supports are provided. Yes. Um, so when was the organization founded and what was it that Holly felt was missing that prompted her to even um, start this organization? Great question. So it was, it was founded in 2009. And what she found that was missing was prevention and education. A lot of women and men, because we see there's yes. an increase of male breast cancer uh, within the last five years, 10 years, um, they don't have the, edu- the breast health education or and or the prevention tools to lower the risk of breast cancer. And so for her, she was doing everything 
in her in her normal life that she's done for the last up up until that point 39 years from nutrition and and wellness to exercise but that wasn't enough she didn't know what she didn't know which a lot of people don't know you don't know (laughs) you don't know so once she started doing the research and having a, a sound understanding of breast cancer that's when she was like okay this is something if I didn't know and the people around me didn't know who else doesn't know so let's start educating not only my let me start educating not only my community but also local Arizonans on breast health breast cancer and how to lower your risk and preventative measures instead of just treating why don't we talk about prevention oh I love that yeah I love that so much and I think that's the that is part of that piece that's missing is it's the prevention and the education and especially for women who are under the age of 40. Yes. We are very much dismissed. Yes. Um, as you know, being overly cautious or, you know, hypochondriacs or whatever, because it's not typical right, for somebody that age to be diagnosed with breast cancer. But because of people like Holly yes. and the organization, yes. we have gotten, we have been given a louder voice. Yes. And so I think you're right that, you know, so many, so many people just are not aware of the things that they should be doing to help prevent breast cancer. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's gotten better. Um, yes. And people are now, you know, they're, they're sick of, they're sick and tired of the same old, same old, right? They want better. They want to live better. A better tomorrow only can come today. And longer. And longer. Longer. <laughs> longer. And they want to be healthy. Yes. They want to have a whole health, not just the, the physical, but again, going back, I'm a real big person on the mind, body, and spirit. Yeah. It goes back to all three. And if we don't have that equilibrium in all three, then we start seeing what we've seen in, in previous years and decades. And that's the devastation right. of cancer in general. Right. Yeah. And that's a great yeah. point. I mean, I think you, you really, I love that you're hitting that nail so hard in terms <laughs> of that mental and the emotional, you know, the, the mind, body, the spirit, because so many times the focus is only on the body and how do we heal that? And, um, coming from 12 years ago when I didn't have the things that were available today, it was really truly only on the body and how do we heal the body and i was a mess emotionally and you know my soul was just torn apart um so it, yeah absolutely I, <laughs> it, it definitely is a, a process yes um and oftentimes we're we're getting better you know we're getting better um at realizing that it is the entire process we no longer can just treat one aspect mm-hmm. of it but the entire i mean when we talk about the whole health of the woman we really need to dissect <laughs> and really have a understanding of what that looks like so that post you know the chemo treatment and whatever treatment that she goes through that she has she has a better life going forward right. than what she had yeah. when I mean, there previously. are just so many emotional aspects yes. of cancer in general. Yes. And then when you look at a female cancer, sometimes you're looking at removal of breasts. Yes. And not that that is what defines you, but it still is a part of your femininity right. that is so hard to give up. Absolutely. And, you know, losing your hair is emotional and... You know, not just hair on your head, but your eyebrows and your eyelashes and hair on the rest of your body. Yes. You know, those things are so emotional. And I get that doctors are, you know, 
that's what their training is. Their training is to treat the disease. Yes. I get that. Um, but we definitely need to have organizations and other supports that help us to deal with that emotional aspect. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I that's... love what you guys are doing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. So let's talk a little bit more about the organization yes. and some of the things that you do to Absolutely. help support people with the prevention and the education piece of it. Absolutely. So like we just, you know, talked about the whole education, wellness, and prevention. It's where, it's one of our programs, one of our three-tier programs, where we go out, we give presentations, we have an annual magazine that we publish, so we'll be coming out with a, um, the 10th edition um, in January of 2020, and that's a 72-spread. Wow. <laughs> and a, yeah, a lot of love goes into that one. I'm sure. <laughs> and a lot, of course, of work, and uh, so, and... I'm losing my train of thought. I apologize. That's okay. And so with that, we give them out to doctor's offices. We give them out to hospitals, to organizations, um, corporations, and anywhere we can spread the word in regards to breast health, breast cancer. And in the magazine, we talk about, you know, uh, tips. We, we give tips, I should say. We talk, yeah. we give testimonies. Uh, we have spreads on doctors that talk about breast cancer that are in that realm uh, that see patients day in and day out. And then also tips of, you know, how to lower your risk to breast cancer and prevention um, going forward as you, you know, continue on on your daily, in your daily life. That's awesome. So that's one program. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And 70, it's, it's, 72 pages. It's is that a lot. <laughs> so is that it's, typical or is that just celebrating 10 years? Oh, <laughs> uh, I know. I know. So when I first, so I started two years ago with, with Holly and I believe at that time we had like 46 pages and then the next year we had 60 something. So wow. now it's at, at 72 and you see my eyes are getting bigger because it's just like, how, how big are we going to get with them? Yeah. And in the magazine, it's just Holly and I. Wow. Um, we, we do have some input from outsiders, but it's Holly and I that constructs the entire magazine to put forth so that we can, again, educate the public on breast health. Yeah. yeah. So how do how would somebody that maybe isn't going to a doctor's office or somewhere where you know, they may not necessarily get exposure. How could they get a copy of the magazine? Well, they can also go on our website. So we okay. do have an electronic, uh, well, the digital form um, where they can see, you know, everything that's in the physical is online again. Um, and then also, you know, we we have them at grocery stores. So at your Albertsons, at oh, your fun. AJ's, yeah, at your Safeways, at your Fry's, at your Whole Foods and so forth and so on. So we have them, you know, throughout the, the valley, uh, not just in... In locations where it's a medical, you know, establishment. And are you going to take that nationwide? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the talk. Well, we don't know. Not currently, but maybe like in five years. Yeah. Yeah. Our five-year goal. I mean, I can't, Absolutely. I would imagine that, you know, yeah. there are so many people outside of Phoenix, absolutely Arizona, um, that would absolutely. love to have that information at their fingertips, but they can absolutely. still access it digitally, digitally on the website. Absolutely, absolutely. So we good. just recently expanded into Tucson, so we're yeah. going, you know, outside of Maricopa County. Yeah. so we're heading over there. <laughs> so you know, baby steps, baby steps. Absolutely, for sure. yeah. That's, sure. uh, that's exciting. So, yeah. so that's one tier that's one of what tier. you do. Yeah. So our second is our mammogram program, our mammogram and diagnostic testing program where a woman could go on or a man. I don't want to discount. I love that you keep on. saying that and mentioning yeah. that because I feel like, again, you know, it's a population that yes. sometimes 
gets ignored. Yes. Um, and I shouldn't even say sometimes. I would say yeah. that a lot of times yeah. they are ignored. So yeah. thank you for, for you know, yes. making that mention. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's been a population, to your point, that has been overlooked for, you know, yes. quite some time. And, and, you know, this new explosion, if you will, of male, of men um, being diagnosed with breast cancer is not new, but the number and the percentage that has increased is becoming right. very new. Right. Um, so, yeah, so our mammogram program, um, a woman, again, or man, can go on to our website and fill out, it's a simple application, and uh, once we receive it in our inbox, we approve of it, and then he or she can go to assignment med imaging or solus mammography, and we pay for that screening. And we've partnered with them. They are our annual partner. Mm-hmm. Um Simon Med has over 26 locations, so they're all across yeah. the valley and national. Um, Solus Mammography has four locations here, and they're actually national as well. But they can go to any, again, any imaging, and we pay that bill. And wow. then if something is found, um, we also pay for the biopsy, the ultrasound, the, uh, the diagnostic testing, and the pathology report. And wow. Then, yeah, That's extensive. So it's very extensive. Yeah. It, it's, it's very extensive. And it goes back to originally I had what I said about my own experience and that yeah. $2,600 bill yeah. because that's the cost, right. you know, to ensure your health. Absolutely. So we want to ensure that women and men are being taken care of. Um, And then once if, 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 you know, additional resources are needed, then we have those additional resources with other facilitators that can help them on that journey. Oh, wonderful. And so are these, again, just kind of local to Arizona or is this, I mean, you said that the imaging centers are nationwide. So would it be available to somebody that would be outside of the state? Unfortunately, right now, it's only local Arizonans that um, we actually are able to um, provide our services to. Right. Yeah. Five years. Five years. (laughs) Five years. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You know, we are, again, a local, you know, based organization. And so within our community, we want to ensure that we are meeting their needs. Sure. And then. Once, you know, we feel like that foundation has been, you know, uh, set, we right. can perhaps move, you know, outside of outside of yeah. Arizona. Yeah. yeah, that would be great. <laughs> I mean, yeah, go. That would be great. You have to set those goals, yeah. right? And yeah. you have to start somewhere. You have to you know, start and somewhere. It's, and it, you can't, when you're setting up an organization like that, you know, I know that her heart and your heart yes. would be to help anyone yes. anywhere yes but it has to be realistic when you're starting out yes you have to have your focus absolutely and know where to begin and then from there being able to expand absolutely so. absolutely yeah maybe mm. one day we can be the the breast health of or or should i say the oprah of breast health you get a mammogram you get a <laughs> mammograms for you everybody all get mammograms, yeah, and education and wigs for That's all right. yes, free mammograms yes. to everyone exactly exactly yeah, exactly so our third is our new wig program. So can I, sorry, yeah. I want to go back yeah. to the mammogram program. No, absolutely. So how does somebody qualify for that? Do they have to be uninsured, underinsured? Great question. Yes. Yeah. Uninsured and underinsured are the, is their targeted uh, population okay. because oftentimes, you know, we do have individuals that come that have, uh, 
insurance. Mm-hmm. And so their insurance, it's not that we won't see them, but once the billing comes, their insurance will actually, you know, pick up that cost for, for that particular screening. Right. Yeah. Okay. So primarily is underinsured or uninsured individuals. Right. Yeah. And I, um, so I did a research project when I was going back to school temporarily nice. for my, <laughs> I didn't graduate. So <laughs> um, I went for a second master's degree in social okay. work and realized I didn't need that to um, talk to people that had cancer. So yeah. I, I stopped, but I did a research project and what I had done it on was cancer statistics and mortality rates uh, for individuals who are uninsured and underinsured. And it truly is the population of underinsured that is not getting the services that they need because they don't fit into any category cleanly. Right. You know, they don't have the insurance that's adequate enough to cover expenses and they don't qualify for maybe some state support, um, you know, like somebody who's uninsured might qualify. So it was, it was pretty staggering when I actually started diving in to see like, oh my gosh, it's not even the group that's uninsured. It's the group that's underinsured. So I love that, you know, you guys are offering that support to that specific population again, because the mortality rates for underinsured individuals is so much higher. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's something that we've also found as well. Um, when it comes to individuals, I mean, we're talking about teachers, we're talking about, you know, women who are working, however, they're not working enough to be accepted into uh, their insurance program, or they're working they're working too much to be in sec- to be accepted into the state program, so they're right. the ones that are falling mm-hmm. through the crevice, yes. um, and that's where we can come in and be like, we have this incredible program. Yeah. How can we help better assist you? What can we do for you? Right. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so third tier is the wig program. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And this and this is Holly's baby. She loves the loves <laughs> loves, you know, uh, the wig program because it has such a profound, not that the other two don't, but the wig pro the wig program has such a profound impact on the women and yeah. and their ability to battle and beat breast cancer. Uh the ACS, American Cancer Society, did a study not too long ago where they showed 86% of women who uh, wore a wig had confidence to mm-hmm. battle and to beat, again, breast cancer. And so for us, we want to ensure that women have that, yeah. of course, confident because, again, Holly is a survivor, so she knows how it felt and she knows how it feels when you don't look like yourself. Yeah. And so she wants to ensure that women are being, you know, taken care of. And this is one way that we can take care of them is they come in and they fill out, well, actually go online, they fill out an application. And next thing you know, we can send them to any wig shop and we pay the bill up to $250. So we're wow. very excited about being able to yeah. do that. And currently we're, it's up to one a day that we're providing wow. women. Yeah, wigs too. So yeah. And so how does somebody qualify for that? So they fill out an application and mm-hmm. they send us their doctor's uh, report and then we approve and then they go and pick out okay. a wig and then we get the bill. And so it doesn't it. have anything to do with insurance? Nope. No. Nope. Okay. Nope. So Not even somebody who has, you know, quote unquote, good insurance yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, could potentially qualify for a wig. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Most times their insurance company will pick it up. Right. Um, but in the event that they're not, they mm-hmm that they fall under, then that's where we can come in again and, and help Very out cool. with that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. 
all. I mean, that's a lot of work. It, it is. That really is a lot of work. And it's so important. And I love that you have multiple things that you're doing that really support people at different places within their journey. Yes. You know, starting at the prevention and the education and then helping, you know, hopefully through that prevention and that education, people are starting to do breast exams and they're starting to, you know, hopefully go get mammograms or whatever if they are at that age where it's recommended, but also being able to support women and men Right. who don't have the means to get all of those diagnostic testing done and then taking it to that next step where, you know, if they want to have a wig that you would offer that wig. So there are just so many layers to this. Yes. And it's really, I feel like capturing so many people on so many levels, so many different <laughs> levels. Yeah. Yes, like. yes, yes. So and, awesome. you know, we, we hone in on also a meeting women where they're at, meeting women and men where they're at, because yeah. we understand, you know, the, 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 we understand how profoundly hard it is to get, you know, certain resources within certain communities. So we want to ensure that we have mom, you know, the, um, the mom mobile that comes out and have events and we pick up, you know, that bill as well, or, you know, we can go to, um, we can go to an area and educate those on, you know, again, breast health in, in, in trying to start moving, moving that needle so that yeah. people start becoming more proactive in it. Yeah. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. So you guys do a lot of events. Yes. Um, or, well, I mean, I, I know you have one big event that you do. Yes. Um, and so, and then you also have a number of different fundraising events yes. that happen. So yes. let's talk a little bit about some of the events that you um, are typically involved in, what you typically have going on. Yes. So we actually have two signature events, um, which is our Wig Out Gala. It's now it is in April this year, April 5th to be exact. And then we have our Pink Out 5K. So we're excited to have our Pink Out 5K. You know, woohoo, we've already, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were able to, you know, get that underway and get that accomplished. And we were yeah. very happy about the turnout and how um, people responded to it. So we we're very excited about that. Yes. Yeah, so throughout the month of October, um, we have various fundraisers from various organizations that we have partnered with, such as Rudy's Barbecue, um, where they will give a portion of their proceeds uh, for the month of October. Uh, back to the organization. Last year, they raised 10000 Wow. This year, yeah, we don't know yet, so we're excited <laughs> about that. Uh, Lucy's as well. They're also donating for the entire month of October uh, back to the organization. So we have a lot of different partners, um, a, a lot of different collaborations that yeah. happen, and you can also find that on our website at www.checkforalump.org because there's so many that are going on, and I should know all of them. <laughs> but <laughs> You should be able to Rattle them all off the top of your head. Yes, I know. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen, unfortunate. But well, yeah, I, there is a test at the end of this where we're going to ask a lot of questions about who, rapid fire, how much you get. Yes, um, yes. yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, that's super. You know, exciting that you yes. have all of these collaborations with organizations throughout the valley that support yes. what. Our mission. Your, yeah, exactly. Yes, our mission. And in doing so, they're supporting their local community and their local, you know, the, the people where, where they work, play, and live. So they're not yeah. only, of course, so 
supporting our organization, but more importantly, they're supporting our mission that helps people um, in our local community. Yeah, I love that. I love it so much. Thank you. (laughs) So where can, I know you mentioned it a couple of times, but so where can people go for more information? Yes. So they can visit our website. Um, at www.chatforlump.org. And they can, I mean, we have so much going on on our page, on our social media page as well. So on Facebook is checkforlump.org. Um, our Instagram is checkforlump.org. So you can go on there and find us. And yeah, you'll get a, an array of, of different events that are happening throughout the Valley in the month of October. And then honestly, just throughout the year, we do, yeah. a, again, partner with various corporations and local organizations uh, to ensure that, you know, people understand that it doesn't just start and stop in October, yes. breast cancer, <laughs> yes, but thank it's you. the entire <laughs> year, <laughs> you know, so that we try and cover. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Well, that was so much information. Um, <laughs> so many exciting things. I mean, really, like I'm I'm super excited to be able to share this um, podcast with people so that they can learn a little bit more about the organization, learn a little bit more about, um, you know, what services and supports are provided and yes. ways to support the organization. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we have a lot of volunteer opportunities. So, (laughs) you know, that's also on our on our website. Um, And then just being an ambassador to breast health, whether you're with our organization or another, you know, organization, you know, breast health is breast breast health. And, you know, anybody can say it, anybody can do it. And we encourage that. Yeah. And for everyone. And for everyone. Everyone. (laughs) Everyone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I want to take this time to say thank you so much for coming into the studio, being with us here today, sharing so much great information. Again, I love what you guys are doing, and I'm excited to be able to participate in some of these events that I know you guys have going on. That's a little selfish of me, but (laughs) the pink out was great. Um, So I can't wait to do it next year. Um, And we'll definitely have to check out the the Wig Gala and see what that's all about. Yes, yes. Thank you for having me on. And congratulations on your bug behind the ribbon, right? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, behind the pink ribbon. Behind the the pink ribbon, I apologize. That's okay. That's awesome. Yeah, it just launched um, October 1st. Yay, yay, yay. Congratulations to that. And hopefully I'll be out, uh, you know, the whole uh, dragon boating, right? (laughs) I haven't been out there in a long time. We need you back out. We like to see your face. (laughs) I know Jolie's like, Desiree, you're going to come back. And I'm like, I am, I am. I'm so sorry. (laughs) So, yes, thank you for all that you do and for this incredible podcast to bring a voice to breast health, breast cancer. Um, And, you know, it's just, it's real women. This is real life. Absolutely. And we shouldn't be ashamed. We shouldn't hide from it. We should celebrate and talk about it because by talking, you know, creates that environment (laughs) of, you know, you know, of impacting it even even better. Right. And I, I, I have always felt one of my favorite quotes is don't be afraid to share your story because your, sto- your story might inspire somebody else. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that. <laughs> love it. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of Behind the Pink Ribbon. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you or anyone you know would be interested in sharing your story, please send an email to podcast at behindthepinkribbon.com. You've been listening to Behind the Pink Ribbon, produced by American Creative Consulting, mixed and mastered at Riverview Podcasting Studios. For more information, please visit 
design by acc.com.